So this subject is one of our core values, nurturing relationships. And there's handouts, two different, uh, three sheets all together. Uh, on the one another's, not every one of those, there's more than that in the Bible, but uh, those are kind of worth uh, taking a few moments to review at least down the road. Um, what does it mean to be in community? I think Hillsview is rich in that concept and has, um, you know, a, a strong foundation that's been laid to which we have uh, a lot of not just men's breakfast but women's things and, and so forth. And so this has been on my heart. A friend of mine, Gene Reed, who's passed away, uh, used to be head of Christian businessmen. Uh, association in town started me on this whole concept way back in the 90s but um, how how to relate this subject matter in Christianese against what the world has uh, if you're in the world it's always what is the next best thing materialism uh, self um, have it all uh, and, and it usually has peaks and valleys. You have a success. It might be buying a new car. It might be a new job. <clears throat> it might be your stocks rose. Any number of things. But there's always the valley that comes because it's not satisfying. It doesn't fill. It, it is like a vapor. It comes and it goes. No matter how hard you strive for success, if your values are based in worldly uh, values or their basis, it's, it's, a, it's an empty, hollow, uh, not fulfilling uh, endpoint that you're going to reach at. And I've you know, personally experienced that uh, in, in my youthful days, younger days. But thankfully, uh, as I've become more discerning and wiser, not that I've achieved this, but I've gained in the knowledge of what truly has value, what truly has eternal significance in your life uh, and how to have peace with that. Uh, these days, um, there's no end to what uh, attacks on a Christian culture, but also between last year's medical issues to uh, the unknown, where do we go from here in the economy? Uh, there, there's no way I think you could find peace in this world using their values and their uh, <coughs> standards. So without Christ and without a Christian viewpoint, worldview especially, uh, and that's what we're going to try to do with Connect the Dots coming up at 10 o'clock, um, it's a uh, way to achieve harmony in your life, balance in your life, and finally, uh, you know, contentment. How to be content with what this world cannot offer you. So I'd like to read from Matthew uh, chapter 22, verses 36. Um, and this was when Jesus was uh, being uh, tried to be trapped by the Sadducees. Um, he was asked, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he, Jesus, said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. 
This is the great and first commandment. And second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And on these two commandments depend all law and the prophets. So that's everything else scripturally. So how do we go about that? I mean, how do we discern a selfless is probably the way I would refer to it. Love of our neighbor, uh, and that can be not just who lives adjoining your house, but anybody you have communion with, contact with, uh, and uh, whose paths cross yours. I mean, how do you have a viewpoint to which you become uh, passionate is one way to say it, but also how do you approach the one another's in a way that uh, bears fruit in the relationship, but also has uh, leaves a hunger or a uh, desire in the person you meet to know more. I mean, that's the, the discipleship we're asked to do in Matthew 28. So, Internally, within the church, unity is, I think, uh, not just essential, but if you're going to have any success in moving ahead, we, we've got to have a unity. That's not that we're all robots, that we don't have individual opinions, but unless we can be unified on our core values, unified on our relationships, in other words, looking outside of ourselves, not looking towards uh, individual gains or individual uh, successes, but it, it's the group as a whole as we move forward. And what our culture is doing to us today in almost everything I see is dividing. I mean, it's becoming, uh, you know, there are a lot of buzzwords out there, but if, it, if you come down to the bottom line and throw all of the phraseology and everything else out of there, the one thing they're trying to do is divide us. Divide us in any way they can, because the, the fewer in numbers, the weaker you are. Three cords of a strand of a rope are hard to break, but individually one strand, as paraphrasing the Bible uh, proverb, it's uh, easy to tear apart. So uh, I, I think even more so from as we go in our lifetime forward, it's going to become essential that we look towards us, not just in this group, but our church and the broader body to be unified, if not uh, you know, have our backs. Because uh, no one else is going to. We don't, you know, I don't bring up the government lightly, but it's it's not going to be outside of us that we're going to be provided for. So uh, the original church in Acts, I mean, they shared, and I'm not talking we pool all of our resources into one pot, but I'm saying we share, we look out for, we take care of each other from the youngest to the oldest, to, not just looking at you, I'm old, of course, not <laughs> specifically, but to, to, to make, it goes from the preborn to the aged, okay? And, and that includes me in that category. Um, 
So if there's if there's a theme to what I'm trying to bring up today is is that we need to be active and proactive is an overused word, but um, something to which we need to be um, decisive on, and we need to be looking out and, and you know in this country we're self-made men, so we have that behind us that you know we've achieved, we've been successful, we've done this, we've done that. Uh, we may have the plaques, we may have the ribbons, but when it comes down to it, it's going to be far more important to be together. I mean, the one another's is is even uh, more uh, in in need than ever before, in my opinion, because there's everything against us trying to pull us apart. And uh, the only way I can say this uh, is that, it, you know, you have to lessen yourself to give to others. I mean, the rewards there bear far more fruit than whatever you can put into a portfolio or, or anything else. So um, I'm, I'm encouraged by everyone that comes, and thank you for coming this morning. I'm I'm blessed to have, uh, you know, elders, pastors, and, and people in this church who are already following <coughs> this formula, and that's not the right word to use, but uh, using this as their um, banner, or if you want to call it their their uh, goal, is to reach out to everyone here and to make sure. We all come along together, and no one's left behind. That's probably the better way to say it. Um, so with that said, um, as you go through these one another's, uh, the first is unity. I mean, that's the, the key. Um, and, you know, I'll just read a few of these. Be at peace with one another. Accept one another. I'm just kind of bouncing around on some of these. Don't challenge or envy one another. Gently, patiently tolerate one another. And that's not quite in the order they are there. But um, how to have differences of opinion, but to have discussions, which is rare these days, that you have conversations to which different viewpoints can be expressed. And even though you may not win over the other person from where their viewpoint is, you can still put out on the table what your beliefs are. And with that said, it's a sharing, and there's probably some kernels of knowledge in each way that, that can be discussed and, and presented, because uh, we all have, uh, I guess, a different experience with our Christianity and our walk, and different levels of where we are, and I'm, I, for one, am just early. I mean, I've gone through uh, a pretty what you would call traditional Lutheran background through my teenage years, and then I wandered a lot through my 20s and was secularized through my college and dental school and other things to which uh, it took going back to a small town and finding my roots again, uh, which I was blessed to do, and, and a wife who supports me in that, and um, the two of us took a path that brought us back to where we are today. So. Uh, to which it's uh, not a waste of time that I had, but it was uh, not the most 
fruitful that I could have had if I would have had all of the Christian experiences in my 20s that I, I kind of missed or passed over. So for youngsters and for those who are still maybe walking in their work days, and I'm semi-retired, but um, you know, take a look at the past, but where's your present going? I mean, where presently are you headed? And a sense of urgency, that will be kind of what's coming up later this morning, but in my, my part of the talk, but um, it's, it's a sense that tomorrow is not the day you want to make your plans for. Today is the day the Lord has given you. So from that standpoint, um, you know, plant your garden in the sense of looking forward to a future harvest, but don't delay or don't postpone uh, things that you feel your spirit is calling you to do today with regards to relationships, with regards to biblical studies, with regards to broadening uh, the uh, contacts that, that you have available to you and so forth. I mean, it's not, um, none of us are guaranteed tomorrow anyway from that standpoint. So with that being said, um, the expression I would like to, to kind of labor on a little more after unity is the love. Love for one another. I mean, that's spoken to more so in the Bible than uh, you'll find in any other religious or, if you want to use the word, um, spiritual uh, options that are out there. Uh, if you look down to what, it, what the core value is in Christ, who's given us the ultimate example of love after having died for us on the cross uh, to redeem us, it's a need that we as Christians, if we internalize it, keep it in, don't let it go forward. Uh, it, it doesn't serve the purpose. I mean, it's meant to be shared. It's meant to be sent outward. <clears throat> Give it forth. Let it uh, blossom in, in those lives around you. Um, with, with that being said, um, <clears throat> and I said this earlier, the less of me and the more of Christ that shows through me, the light that he has within me to shine out into this darkness of this world we have, um, it is uh, priority one, I think, in how we can example Christ to those around us. And uh, it's not necessarily in demonstration or bumper stickers or anything of the above. Um, it's just living your life visibly and, um, and speaking the truth of love as well, because there's less and less of that out there these days than I have seen in my years. So, um, so back to the one another's. Uh, roughly a third of the commands in the one another spoken of in the Bible deal with the subject of love, uh, and we spoke to that on love one another, uh, serve one another. I like this, tolerate one another in love. Um, no, no two people will ever see things through the same 
filter or the same experience or the same uh, belief on that. But if we can be unified in our core values and open to civil discussion and anything else, I think the ability to grow in that love and tolerate is, is the way things should develop from there. So not to be uh, divisive, again, we said that word earlier, and not to, uh, there's no one-upping. That's one thing that's not in here. You don't one-up one another. I mean, if anything, it's less of me, and I spoke to that, and, and give forth to the other person. So, I mean, this is, this is something as, you see <clears throat> the world as it's turning um, with regards to our culture. Uh, there's, there's such a shortage in that. I mean, in the sense of people who stand out in uh, selflessness and also um, just, I mean, they're, they're people you want to know more about and not just overlook or take for granted. And, and people that come to mind, you know, from my experience, Mother Teresa being one, uh, and her whole goal in life was simply to be just what this says, to love one another. And uh, I don't know how anybody could stand to do what she did and the smells and the disease and the, and the environment. And I think it was Calcutta, it might have been Bombay, but <clears throat> um, just the, the humanness that she gave out and poured her life out and, and an example I'm trying to think of someone currently but I uh, am not my mind is kind of blanking on the person of, of who I was trying to re reflect to outside of someone who's passed on and gone on to her eternal rest but so you know, to, to kind of summarize on this, it's my goal or hope for, for what this subject is, is the nurturing relationships from our core values to build upon that and put it into practice. I guess the best way I can think about this is uh, how do we take it from here and as we grow this church, how do we become known to those around us that we're a welcoming church, that we have safety here, we're a safe people and a safe place to be, um, and, and we are um, of like-mindedness, not the same mind in the sense of everybody has to be a robot in this, but we don't have uh, conflict within our church, we don't have issues with um, a uh, divisive nature and, and we start forming my hope would be a tighter, more consistently unified group that there are people in this congregation I know that uh, would be well served if, if we're willing to be um, a conduit for them to help them as as we seem fit or are called to do so. So, and, and for all those that are yet to come, as I, I have high hopes as well that this church will continue to grow 
especially with their building project uh, and everything else we're building for the future. But uh, we, we need to have such a good, strong foundation that we continue to follow through with what our values stand for and transmit that to the people coming in. Because each generation, <clears throat> I'm a baby boomer, to what now is called Generation Alpha. Did you know that's what yours is? Generation Alpha. But with the school system, with what society's putting on your age group, uh, and, and what their values are, are becoming, it is um, fewer and fewer have a knowledge of what the Bible speaks to, what it means, what Christ did for us, and what the purpose is. Um, and, and it's um, worrisome in a way, but I mean, from that standpoint, uh, you know, there, there are thinkers in this church who go way above where, where I see the future. Having a Christian school here is still being talked about. I mean, it's down the road, of course, some distance, but uh, options to provide. I mean, we have homeschoolers here every week. Uh, that are given the opportunity to uh, share and or grow in uh, both their worldview and in their walk. I'm thankful for that. But uh, for where the future goes, I think we need to start with us and then uh, branch out from there. So that being said, uh, by no means am I an expert in this, but um, I'm thankful for each of you here, I'm thankful for what our church has accomplished in these 15 some years, 16 years it's gone, and, and where we can still continue to go. But uh, we're going to have, I, not to be in a negative mood here, but uh, the pressures of our culture and the outside society are to silence us, to distance us, to separate us, and if anything, to cause more dissension and less unity as we go forth. I mean, how to sift through that and discard the chaff and, and find the kernels of wheat that exist for the truth that we need to have and, and stand on and be convicted of, I guess is the best way to say it. So, leave you with the one and others. But, uh, and hopefully this wasn't a sermon, but more of a personal kind of approach in my current walk in life. But well, thank you for listening as well.